So this is something that I do for the business every 12 months around this time of year, which is Christmas New Year break. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business mindset and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So let's talk about something that happens around about this time every year. And what I do is I go back over and I have a look from the top down at the brand. Jess and I have started doing this where we'll go back and we look over everything. So first of all, we have a look over our brand as a whole. So we go back and we have a look at the Mojo brand. And so we've got Mojo Human Performance Institute. We've got our website. Unfortunately, the website is still on the old domain name. So we had to go back and that needs to be fixed. We go back over the website. So we look at the speed of the website. That needs to be fixed. Then we go back over and have a look at the branding strategy around the website. That needs to be fixed. We update any content on the website that needs to be fixed. Now, this might happen over January and February with a whole team of people, but we wanna go back and have a look at what needs to be fixed from the top down, from the consumer perspective or from the customer's perspective. We then go from the website and we go and have a look at all of our social media platforms. Does Facebook display the Michael Mojo brand effectively? Does the Michael Mojo brand fit Mojo Human Performance Institute brand? Now we've also got Mojo Business Multiplier. So that's a new brand that is about to start. Then does the website fit that? Then from there, does the social media, does it all look the same? Are we using the same colors? Are we using the same fonts? If I go to Instagram, does it look similar to Facebook as in the branding structure? I'm not talking about how it looks on different platforms because different platforms, the videos, the content needs to suit the platform. But if you have a look at some branding on Instagram or on Facebook or whether you jump across the website, does it all look the same? So that someone goes, I feel comfortable on Instagram with this business. Therefore, if I go to the website, I should still feel comfortable with that business. Or does it look completely different? Now, a lot of brands and a lot of businesses out there, things change on different platforms. Like if you go to their TikTok, their TikTok is a fucking mess. Their Instagram looks nothing like their website because they've got someone on there who's a founder talking in a completely different way than what the website looks like. And so if the wording, if the language, if the colors if the text, if the fonts, if all of those things don't look the same, don't sound the same, then from the customer's perspective, they might feel uncomfortable jumping between platforms. So they will tend to just sit on one platform. Now we've found that with our brand new YouTube channel, we actually haven't had a lot of people jumping across. We've had a few people out there, numbers are increasing and they're increasing consistently, but it's not the influx of traffic that I actually thought we would get. When I went and had a look at how the brand is situated on YouTube, it doesn't look the same as our brand on Instagram or on Facebook. And in fact, the Facebook and Instagram brand sort of looks similar, but not sort of the same as well. So we've got to go back and restructure all the branding. So now what we will do is we will take time. We'll write a big list of all the shit that needs to be fixed. So we're going to build a new website. We're going to create a new e-commerce setup on the website. We will launch our brand new Dominate zero to a million dollar subscription product that we've got as well. So all of that stuff will have to get done in between January and February. We'll build some of it over Christmas time. But then from there, when we get our team back, we've got video editors, 
We hire out to some videographers and stuff like that. I film a lot of my own content as well. But what we wanna do is we wanna build out all the templates and the frameworks so that then our team can implement that stuff effectively. We also have some offshore staff as well. So those staff that are offshore need to understand the brand, they need to understand the look, so that everything is exactly the same across all platforms as far as the look, the feel, the sound, so that from a consumer's perspective, we have really, really good branding strategy. Now, there are so many businesses out there who do not do that effectively. And I think that's because most business owners don't go back and have a look at how their brand is displayed online and also how it's displayed in public to their customers. Like there are lots of trade-based businesses out there who look amazing online, but their team rock up, they're covered in shit on their overalls, They've got their ass crack hanging out of the back of their pants because their pants don't fit properly. They're wearing a t-shirt that's got rips and paint over it. And so they have this nice, beautiful website that displays this beautiful image, this nice clean image. But when their tradies rock up, it's the complete opposite effect. And so the customer experience is altered. So I think that it's important this time of year, if you're a business owner, to spend even a couple of days and just have a look at all the online branding. Go and click on all the different landing pages that you have. Go and click right through the website, make sure that everything functions, make sure that links are correct, all of that stuff, go right back over the whole thing and spend a couple of days doing it, especially if your staff are on break and then compile a list of things that need to be fixed so that then you can go back and start to implement that strategy over the next two to three months. And hopefully by the end of next year, you'll have a really, really solid brand that all sounds the same, that all looks the same, and that you're attracting your ideal customer. Also around this time, what I also go and look at is the psychographics of the customers. So you'll hear a lot of people talk about demographics. I don't like demographics because I think we live in a world now where we're too interconnected. And so yes, as far as Facebook ads go, or as far as specific advertising, if I wanna to get to a certain person, demographics are important. But I think psychographics are far more effective. Like I know for our community of people, the reason why we have the community of driven mofos is because I wanted to use languaging to attract non-politically correct types of people. I want people that I can sit down, have a coffee with, have a bit of banter, have a laugh, not take life too seriously, but also take the results that we get in life very seriously by being driven and wanting to achieve more, but not being one of those people that get all anal about that you spelt your instead of you are with an apostrophe and all that, everyone knows those wankers online who will auto-correct your spelling and all that sort of stuff. Now, I'm not saying that spelling doesn't matter online, but when I put up a post, there's always that one dickhead that goes, oh, you spelled it wrong, it should be you are. Why would I learn from someone who doesn't know how to fucking spell? The reason is because you're not learning from me to spell. That's not my skill set. So that person should not come to our events, should probably not even be around me because there's someone who I'd probably want to break their skull after about five minutes of spending time with them because they're a dickhead. I don't want to spend my time with those types of people. So I don't want to attract those type of customers to our organization. There's 8 billion people on the planet. There's 26 or 27 million people in Australia. There are plenty of customers that I would love to wake up and go and work with, people that I would love to build relationships with that are going to be long-term that are our customers versus that absolute pencil head that then corrects my spelling in that way and goes, well, why would I? I don't want those customers. I don't want those people around me. Those politically correct types that pull you up on your languaging or your wording and you shouldn't say that and you and they get upset about everything. I don't want those people around me. I would rather those people go and hang around people like themselves that are absolute morons. They can go and hang out with those types of people. I like to hang out with people who I can talk 
just naturally to like I do on this podcast, where a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast right now are sitting there thinking, I don't want to hang out with those people as well. So you're part of our Driven Mofo community. You're part of who we are and what we do. I want to build a community of people that I like spending time with. And I don't want to spend time with people that I have to worry about all the time that if I'm going to say something that's going to upset them, that's not even really that big a deal. I'm not saying that you know, I want to hang out with people that are like crazy extremists, racists and stuff like that. They're not the types of people that I want to hang out with. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those people that just get triggered about the smallest little things. They get upset about everything. They expect that the world should change in order to make them feel better about themselves because they get triggered about everything. They're the people that I just don't want around me. So when I'm talking about branding and all those types of things, your branding strategy, if you're a business owner, should repulse the wrong customers, attract the right customers. You should have the right languaging that attract those customers and repulse the wrong customers. When I go to most people's websites, they're boring and they're bland because they use the same language, the same terminology, the same colors, the same structures as everyone else in their industry. Almost every trade-based business brands themselves exactly the same. It's boring and it's so hard to differentiate, which is why a lot of them price compete because it's the only thing that they can do to stand out in the customer's mind. It's the perfect time to go back, to structure all this stuff out, to really think through it, to look at the psychographics, to understand who your audience is. As I mentioned before, psychographics isn't specific like male, has two kids, is 25 years of age, shops at this place. Psychographics is essentially, I know that our community normally enjoy coffee, enjoy having a nice alcoholic beverage. So whether it's a good scotch, whether it's a nice glass of wine, they don't mind having an alcoholic beverage. They also are normally relatively fit. They want to improve themselves. So they've normally hit a point in their life where they go, you know what, enough's enough. I need to learn. I need to grow either in my business or I've got to learn and grow within myself. So they tend to be a little bit more self-aware than most other people in their industry. They know that they have to invest financially in that. They're prepared to put in the time, the effort, and the energy. They're our customers. They're the people that I like hanging out with. You probably fit into the, most of that psychographic if you're listening to this podcast. There are also a lot of people in that psychographic who have big goals, big dreams, put a lot of pressure on themselves, want to achieve more in life, want to better themselves. Maybe they've dabbled in reading some self-help or some self-development books. Maybe they've read some business books. Maybe they listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that, but they tend to be a lot more self-aware than a lot of other people out there. They also probably hang out and spend time with people who don't have the same drive, the same ambition. You know, they probably get told you work too much or you exercise too much or, you know, why are you always focus on achieving? Why don't you just relax? Why don't you just chill out? These are the conversations that normally happen in the psychographics of the people that we work with. So I like working with psychographics more because it gives us a lot more detail. Well, when I say detail, it gives us a lot more information around the people that we're trying to attract. So on our podcast, on our website, we can have a lot more of these conversations where people reading it sit there and go, shit, that sounds like me. It doesn't have to be exact, but it's a generalization of the types of people that we attract to our events. That's why I like using psychographics. Now, because of that, we understand the colors that they like. We understand, you know, if I'm going to do stuff on my social media, I know that posts on my social media that are more relationship structured work way better than just consistently talking about myself all the time. Now that's obvious for a lot of people who are listening to this, but there are a lot of people out there who will follow people online where everything's about them, I, 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 and they don't really promote the relationships that they build, the people in their audience. Whereas I know that I love showing and my team, unfortunately, we've got to spend a little bit more time to develop them because I don't do all the posting all the time. But what I keep telling my team is that we're a relationship built company. We like to bring like-minded people together because they help each other to achieve. They can bounce ideas. They'll help to motivate and inspire each other. They're the types of people that we like bringing into our events. Now, not everyone starts there because there are a lot of people who come to our events 
that are afraid of the community and thinking, shit, I'm not like that. But over time, they become inspirational to others around them. They become more motivated. They become more driven because of the types of people that they naturally surround themselves with in our community. So I like showing pictures on our website. I like showing pictures on our social media page of the types of people that we attract to our events. I like showing that we go out and we have dinner. I like showing that I get to hang out with people or even some of our community I take out in my cars or I'll have them over to the house and I've got a gym at home. So I'll invite them around and we train together. I like having that social aspect of our community as well. And so I like to show that because I know it's part of the psychographics because our community tends to be community orientated or the people in there like hang out with like-minded people. Now that's not everybody, but our community, they seem to be the types of people that work really, really well in our community. So I like to have a look at things from a psychographics point of view and make sure that we're expressing our values through our website, through our social media posting, and if not building out proper frameworks so that I can train and develop the team. This is the perfect time of year to do that. And I think most business owners go on holidays, they get drunk, they don't really think about these types of things in their business, but it also stalls their business growth as they come back into the workplace for the new year where everyone's excited, enthusiastic for another new year. If they're not, then you probably need to fuck them off and get better staff or you need better management that then inspire the staff to want to be there for the following 12 months. Also, it's a great time to bring in new customers with some new ways of advertising, new ways of marketing, new brand look and all of that sort of stuff. So it's just a beautiful time right now for the next two to three weeks why potentially staff are away or why you're on skeleton staff to think through this stuff. So that's what I like to do anyway. Maybe I'm just a boring bastard that doesn't really like to do too much out of the norm on my holidays. For me anyway, I like doing the same stuff most days because I don't like too much volatility in my life. I don't want to spend all that time going out, getting drunk, running amok, fucking up my sleeping habits, screwing up my diet just for a three to four week period and then come back to work and have to work my ass off to rebuild all those habits. So for me, I don't mind going out and hanging out with friends and doing that stuff and being a bit more chilled out on the break. But I also don't let everything slip on the break also because I know how hard it is to build a habit and I know how quickly they can be destroyed. Also, if you're a business owner, you know how hard it is to try and get re-motivated and re-inspired when you come back to work and everything's the same and nothing's changed. Whereas if you're doing things that you're excited about and that you're changing as of the break, or you might already be on break, then you're enthusiastic, the team will be enthusiastic, and the year will start with this big push into the new year, which will make you feel great. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. If you haven't jumped across to my YouTube channel yet, please make sure you jump across there. We've just posted a brand new video only in the last couple of days, so make sure you go across there. It's a brand new live training on focus on how to make sure that you've got the right mindset. This isn't from me. This is from a craniofacial surgeon who specifically I interviewed at our Business Growth Odyssey event. And I asked him, how do you stay calm under pressure? How do you stay focused under pressure? What happens when someone's life is in your hand and everything's turning to chaos around you? Things are turning to shit. How do you stay focused? How do you drive the team forward? How do you make sure that everything works out okay in that type of environment with a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, and you've essentially got someone's life in your hands? Now for business owners, it's very relatable because we have a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, and we have to also do what we need to do as well as drive a team of people around us. So the crossover in between that interview and business ownership is absolutely awesome. So if you haven't already done so, jump across to my YouTube channel, Michael Mojo double zero on YouTube. Go and check it out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for a lot more trainings and updates and a whole bunch of stuff that I'm posting in there, which will help you to be able to grow faster and develop yourself. So please jump across there, check it out. Take care, Driven Mofos. Have a great day. Keep pushing hard. And remember, just keep kicking ass.